Exploring the natural world, one podcast episode at a time. This is For What It's Earth. Hi all and welcome to another episode of For What It's Earth by me, Marissa, of the Art of Ecology. Here, nature enthusiasts, animal lovers, and eco-warriors can discover and explore so many facets of the environment we all love and some creative ways to make a positive difference for the planet. So right now, it is spring. Technically, it is early May when I am recording this. And one of the biggest things associated with mid-spring Granted, other than beautiful flowers, leaves finally, finally, finally budding out, and warmer temperatures. Although, also to be honest, this has been a really cold, weird spring. But, aside from all of that, one of the big things we all look forward to are baby animals. We've got that adorable fawn who's curled up waiting for its mom to return with food. We've got the spring peepers and the other frogs that have all their tadpoles going on, swimming in little vernal pools. We've got lots of little baby possums crossing the road at night. They are all so cute! Spring is for babies and we all love baby animals at least if you're like me you might be mildly obsessed with baby mammals but maybe not but let's take a look this week at a specific sort of baby that you might be finding around as spring winds and rains whip branches back and forth potentially causing this animal to fall from the branches or to get lost. As we take pity on these adorable little infants, we may want to sweep them away to our local wildlife rehabilitators, but we often don't actually need to do that. So what sort of animal am I talking about? This is the eastern gray squirrel. We've got lots of them around, which is wonderful, but let's figure out how we can see if we need to take action, if we have a nest that has fallen or an individual baby that has fallen that we find, how do we know what we need to do when we find them? Well, one of the best ways to see if we need to take action is to first determine the age of the baby squirrels. It's incredible how quickly baby mammals grow up and become independent of their mothers. Most animals, or wildlife in general, are not like humans. They don't need to spend, you know, 18 or so years with their parent before they go out on their own. In fact, that's not a safe thing, and many parents in the wildlife world will kick their babies out way sooner, ratio-wise, than a human parent would. Humans have a great, great sense of familial bonds, which is wonderful, and we always want to take care of our young and sometimes that can happen even later on in life. It's incredible the social structures of the human world versus the wildlife world. So, again, let's take a look at baby squirrels 
if you find that nest, and how to observe them to tell their age to see if, oh, okay, this little baby, it is too young, it's probably going to die, or this is at a great age to be waiting for its mom and we can take action, or, hmm, something has happened and it's not going to be okay without its mom. All right, so say you've got one that's fallen from the tree. While you're observing it, trying to determine its age, the best thing to do at the same time is to set up a video on your phone at the absolute loudest volume possible of baby squirrels crying. And now I'll pop a link to my favorite soundbite video in the podcast episode description if you're looking for a good one to use. Usually the moms aren't very far away since, uh, yeah, these are babies. She needs to be listening to make sure they are all right. And if she hears them crying, she'll come rushing back to help them out. If the nest or the baby is on the ground, she'll have an easier time finding them and carrying the infants to a safe place if she can hear where it's coming from. Now, this may take some time for her to return, so leave the video playing while you're observing. Keep in mind this might take up to two hours or so for her to get back from wherever she is. And if she does return, then there's no worry about taking the babies away or about rescuing them. The mother's doing a great job and she knows how to care for them best. While you have that video playing and you're observing the squirrels thoroughly, you want to do that regardless of if the mom is going to come back just in case. Observing them is an easy way to tell the ages to see if they will be fine on their own. And it's a myth that the mom is going to smell you. So if you have to gently poke at the nest, maybe take a stick to scrape some of the top leaves away if a nest has fallen to see the number of squirrels, if there are any injuries, or to just generally see how old might these babies be. That's okay. The mom, when she hears the babies crying, will still want to come back and take care of them. Now, look in the nest and you'll see the little, the little tiny cuties. Eastern gray squirrels in the wild usually live to be about roughly two years old. At birth, their chances of survival are not very high. But if they can actually make it to adulthood, their life expectancy can increase to four to six years old just because they're more prepared to face predators, to have their own nesting sites. In fact, the oldest eastern gray squirrel in the wild, not in a zoo or in captivity, was recorded to be 12 years old, and that is incredible! Predation in younger squirrels is quite high, and that is what threatens a baby's life expectancy the most. Once they mature, though, they have adaptations to help them avoid predation, which can be from hawks, owls, fox, all sorts of things. 
When a baby is born, it takes roughly 8 to 10 weeks for it to be grown enough to survive without their mother's care. So that's what we need to be looking for. How many weeks old is this baby squirrel? The next spring or summer season after they're born, they reach sexual maturity and start to have their own litters. Now, squirrels have very obvious milestones as they age, which is going to make it easy for us to figure out how many weeks old they are. When they are born, they are little, weighing about a half ounce only, so they might be the size of your pointer finger. They are pink and they are hairless. Their eyes are closed and they need their mother's care and warmth constantly. Typically, if a pinky falls out of the nest or the nest falls from the tree during a storm and the mom doesn't come and get them within a mere few hours, especially after playing that squirrel crying video, that poor little pinky will be out of the nest or away from its mother for too long and most likely won't survive, even with human intervention and taking them to a wildlife rehabilitation center. Unfortunately, like I mentioned, the life expectancy for young squirrels is very low due to predation and this falling from a nest or potential disease. And this is very sad, but it's a part of the natural cycle. Unfortunately, we can take comfort knowing that squirrels do have litters multiple times a year to make up for this fact, and that increases their ultimate chance of survival. So let's move past the pinky stage and now to a one-week-old. Yes, they're still hairless and blind, Yet, they look a little more gray rather than pink, especially along their backs. When they reach two weeks old, they appear to have a five o'clock shadow or peach fuzz of fur and are now over an ounce in weight. At three weeks, they have a thin, thin layer of fuzz and their skinny, tiny tails now have grayish silver fur. The tails are very skinny and nowhere near as bushy as we think of an adult squirrel having. Even at four weeks old, when the squirrels have over doubled in size in just four weeks and have obvious squirrel-like appearance with their gray fur along their backs, they have white tummies, bushy tails, they're actually still blind, and you may notice their eyes look kind of bulbous or closed. Finally, finally, at five weeks old, they have fully opened their eyes and are ready to play. And it's amazing how much movement and jumping you can do if you can see. So, when you peek into a nest or you take a look at that baby, check, are the eyes open or are they closed? If you see that they're open, you know that they're most likely five or more weeks old. Now, the mothers at this point 
do not really need to constantly watch over and keep the babies as warm as she was previously. The babies are more readily adaptable to changes in external temperature, and they have a good idea of how to at least watch out for themselves while the mom is gone. They still really do depend on her for the most part of their food resources, but they'll be a little more okay on their own if something happens to them. At this point, the mom also spends a lot more time teaching these babies how to navigate tree branches and jump around, which is really, really adorable to watch if you ever get that opportunity. In the spring, right around this time of year again, try to find an active squirrel nest, also called a dray, D-R-E-Y, and see if you can observe a mama. She'll be the largest of the group and also super agile. And observe for a little bit. You may just catch a glimpse of two to five clumsy, like, oh my goodness, they're so derpy and it's wonderful. These smaller squirrels walking, wobbling, or carefully balancing along tree limbs. They're probably not jumping from branch to branch yet and kind of clumsily grab and cling to nearby branches as they move along the canopies. Here where I live at my apartment, there are always squirrels. Every, every season we've got baby squirrels in the spring, we've got baby squirrels again in the late summer or the fall, and it's really fun to watch them. They have this nice little kind of practice loop. Sometimes in the early mornings, so typically around 7 a.m. is when I see it, I watch the mother squirrel. She scampers along kind of quickly of the hedgerow branches that make a buffer on the one side of my apartment. Then she jumps over to the trees along the outer edge of the parking lot and through the trees in the backyard until she gets to that hedgerow again. And it's kind of funny to watch because I'll see this loop happening two or three times, maybe even four in one morning, and there's usually at least two or three younger squirrels kind of clambering slowly after her, as if they're, they're like, Mom, wait, we're trying to keep up. And she's just like, nope. This is how you learn. Go, 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 go. And she's running and they're trying their hardest. And it's just clumsy and sad. And you find them a lot lower to the ground so that if they fall, nothing super bad happens and they can climb right back up. And they'll do this on repeat in one morning, just training. And they're learning how to build dexterity. They're building their muscles. They're building memory of how to jump, how to grab at branches, how to move. How do branches feel and flow beneath them? It's incredible. And you can really see the progress over even days of, wow, those were the really young, clumsy ones, and now at the end of the week, they're keeping up with mom, and it's so cool. Then, at six weeks old, the tail is going to be noticeably bushier, and now they're actually going to look like miniature adults. 
at seven weeks, the baby squirrel, kind of similar to human teens, starts to behave like an adult. And it's going to try to feed itself. It's going to jump around way more dexterously. So you'll find them going out further to explore their world and the branches around them. But again, just like a human teen, they still need the occasional attention of the mother. But then finally, eight weeks comes around and they don't really need mom to provide food for them anymore. She's taught them how to jump dexterously and escape predators. They leave the nest a few days later and attempt to successfully find their way in the world. Sometimes, depending on the season, depending on how many survived, they might stay nearby in order to help their mom raise the next generation and the next batch of younger siblings, kind of like a built-in babysitter. Alright, so that's the general gist of how to identify a young squirrel's age in order to determine, do you need to do anything or not? If the baby you find is a young pinky, there's most likely nothing you can do except play that video and hope the mom comes quickly. But the older they get, the more likely they are to survive without human intervention or rehabilitation. But if you see one, always play that recording of babies crying since the mom is going to take way better care of the babies than a human would. If a baby falls out of a tree or is on its own, try to find the nest to return them to. Take a look at the trees around you. And if you can't find it or it's up way too high and it's not safe for you to climb a tree that high, Put them in a shoebox with some warm blankets and leaves until the mom returns. Try to play the recording again and just be aware that the older the baby is, the more the mom is going to have to travel to get them. She's going out further because they can care for themselves a little bit better. So don't be discouraged if she doesn't come as quickly. If after four to six hours she hasn't returned or if it's nighttime now, bring the shoebox inside with the blankets and keep the box closed, but with plenty of air holes to prevent them from climbing around inside at night or escaping. Then in the morning, again, if the mom hasn't returned, they need food. So you should take them to the nearest rehabilitation center. It may be hard, but do not try to feed them. They require special food and feeding them without training or the proper equipment can actually injure them, which probably isn't your goal if you're trying to help them and protect them. Also, potentially equally as difficult, I mean the babies are so cute, don't try to keep them as pets. Again, these are wild animals, not domestic ones, and do require special food, nutrients, enrichment, teaching, and ecosystems that humans just aren't equipped to offer wildlife. If you love them, or if you just have general compassion for these fallen babies, please take them to a licensed rehabilitator. The staff at a rehabilitation center will be able to care for them properly 
and then release them back into the area that they came from successfully. And those squirrels will thank you for the care that you gave them. Now, I also, before we end, do want to talk about two words, precocial and altricial, and how these words might impact the type of animals that we come across or the babies that we see this spring. With squirrels, they might be altricial, and altricial just means that they are not able to care for themselves upon being born. Precocial means that once the baby is born, they can move around, they can see, they can protect themselves, they can feed themselves right after birth. An example of a precocial animal is more like an ungulate or like a giraffe. These hooved mammals, as soon as they're born, within minutes, are knowing how to get up, how to use their legs, how to walk or run around. And this is because they need to be very, very careful and very, very protected from predators who might want to go after the babies. Altricial animals, like the squirrel, are the ones that are blind at birth and need their mother's care. So as we see these baby animals who are altricial, we need to keep in mind that they cannot be separated from their mothers for minutes, for hours at a time. They need the food from their mother. They need the warmth that their mother or their siblings provides. So if you do find a baby squirrel and it is feeling cold, this is very dangerous for that baby and they need warmth as soon as possible. If you have to rescue them, putting them with a warm, not super hot because we don't want to burn their little skin. They don't have that barrier of fur yet protecting them. Put a warm water bottle in those blankets or in the leaves with them to help keep them warm and kind of act as a mother would until you can get them to a rehabilitation center. But again, if they're pinkies, you better get them there as soon as possible. Otherwise, it's not likely that they will survive. So, for what it's earth. Each person who can get to know their squirrel neighbors a little bit better will not only be engaging with a wonderful spring animal, but also be a little more equipped to respond, or not if you don't need to, if a nest or babies do fall from a tree during a spring rainstorm or the crazy winds that we've been having. And thank you for caring about these fuzzy acrobats of the mammalian world. They are important members of our ecosystems, even if they will grow up to steal your bird seed. Caring for these animals helps to maintain the biggest native oak tree seed disperser, an important member of the communities that we're a part of. So with that, thank you so much for digging deeper into the natural world with the Art of Ecology. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please support, review, and continue to follow along to explore more of the wonderful ecosystems that we're a part of. For What It's Earth can be found on many podcast streaming platforms. 
For more tips and eco-inspiration, you can check out my blog at www.theartofecology.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at The Art of Ecology. And with that, I will see you next time on For What It's Earth.